a why watch that sneak peek. The critic got a chance to see a sneak peek of the new movie, The Darkest Mind. <laughs> you know what? I, oh. <laughs> the review is over. It's it. That's it. <laughs> pay or pay. Pay or pay not. Well, listen. It is a familiar feel, I'll say. It's the latest YA edition. Why are you laughing at me, critic? Because <laughs> I'm traumatized. <laughs> well, the question is, are you going to be traumatized after you give this review? Uh-oh. Well, here's the deets. It's directed by Jennifer Ya Nelson. Now, she used to be in, uh, like, animation. Well, not used to. I don't know. She's still in that circle. Mm-hmm. But she uh, has directed a lot of animated um, films, and this is from what we can see, one of her first live action features. Yep. Chad Hodge wrote the screenplay and it's based on Alexandra Bracken's um, novel. Now the cast, the reason why I'm saying it's feeling a little familiar, kind of YA-ish, uh, is, is some folks that we've seen before in the YA arena. Mm-hmm. Namely, Amanda Stenberg. Yeah. She's, she's Rue from you know, in case you don't know. I think she was also in that one teen movie. Um, yeah, so The Hunger Games and then uh, Everything, Everything. Every, yes, yeah, Everything is Everything. Um, everything, Everything. Uh, also in it, uh, Bradley Whitford shows up. <laughs> Mandy Moore, who we love from This Is Us. Gwendolyn Christie, yes, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, uh, reboots, along with a ton of other teeny bops that I do not know. I'm sure the critic swoons over as he um, <laughs> hu- over these uh, as he hugs his YA books. <laughs> so do tell us what we're in. Oh, Wade Williams is in here. Okay. Uh, do tell us what we're in for when we see The Darkest Minds because I'm feeling Hunger Games and I'm feeling mm-hmm. like Lucy. I don't know. Some, she has some, some sort of high-end abilities. I don't know. What, what's going on in this movie? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, on one of the posters, it's like from the executive producer of Stranger Things and Arrival. Stop it. Uh-oh. Now, we are in the United States, and we are introduced to Ruby Daly, a young little girl. And what happens, Ruby notices that one of her classmates has a seizure one day at lunch. Oh. But before that, it seems to be some sort of supernatural thing going on. She's mm-hmm. holding her cup and it like crushes. Whoa. Something's going on and then she dies. Okay. And she's the first of many. So there's some sort of virus going around that wipes out almost all children. Now, the ones who survive end up with powers. Ah. So they're either super smart or they can uh, move things with their mind, telepathy, stuff Mm. like that. Uh, They can uh, manipulate energy, electricity. Okay. Um, Those are the ones who aren't as dangerous. X-Men, woo, sounds good. Then you have two more uh, one of them can essentially manipulate fire and kill you. Whoa. And the other one can, they're literally telepathic. They can make you think and do things. Mm. So the adults want to get rid of those top two powerful kinds of kids who are the most rare. 
okay? Mm-hmm. So how do they round these kids up and deal with them? And what do they do with the other kids who aren't quite as dangerous? Think Hunger Games, think every other YA, now think Maze Runner. Uh, okay. okay. Right. They go to a camp, right? And not, not like summer camp. <laughs> okay, let's be clear about that. Now, Ruby ends up, of course, surviving and going to this camp. But we see that before she sent off, her parents, who are very concerned about her, of course, mm-hmm. they forget who she is. Why? Oh, what happened? Oh. What caused it? Mm. She gets to the camp. They diagnose all of these kids because the ones who are dangerous die. what is she diagnosed as huh and what happens right so she then grows up to be Amanda Stenberg okay six years later and she meets up with Mandy Moore's character who is a doctor who's in charge of taking care of these kids now Mandy Moore's character helps her escape for a specific reason of course but escape to whom and to what can she trust Mandy Moore? Can she trust these people that Mandy Moore wants to take her to? Or should she escape that and find her way into a bunch of uh, of other kids? Let's like say. rogue rogue runaways? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What you would expect. Can she trust them? Oh. Even thinking like The Walking Dead, where you're, you're going to this, this mystical place that's supposed to save you and keep you safe. That kind of thing. So in the end, where is she going to end up? We can all guess where that would be, right? Of course, there's going to be some sort of resistance movement. Is she going to be the head of it? We've seen all of this stuff before. And I feel like there's a part two and, you know, we can get the franchise going. So just to throw in a little wrinkle, Bradley Whitford plays the president. (laughs) (laughs) And the president's son is one of the first kids to come to come down with this affliction and survive with these powers. And they claim that there is a cure. Ooh. Now, this is based on, uh, like you said, a book series. Right yeah. now, this series has six books. Okay. So what you're saying, Ref, of course you're right. Of course they're planning for six movies or more, if they can squeeze that out of it. So, review time. I'll just start right at the end. By the end, it was like, okay, we know you're ready for movie two. Are you kidding me? Oh, boy. Come on, y'all. You can't do it that, obviously. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, okay, you're going to end right here? <laughs> Stop it. Now, this is the kind of movie where they, they went to, like you said, maybe the, the younger X-Men kind of stuff first mm-hmm. class, whatever. Right, right, right. That kind of stuff. They, they're, they're looking at, uh, we said The Hunger Games, I said Maze Runner. They're, they're looking at um, the Marvel TV shows that are with the teenagers, like yeah. Runaways and, and Cloak and Dagger. Okay. They went through all of that, it seems, and had a little checklist and said, <laughs> okay, we need this in it, we need that in it, we need to go here. And then they just created a script that did that point by point, and let's film it. That's essentially what's going on here. There's no creativity. There's no real foundation for what's happening. It's just, this is what you do in a YA movie. Okay, that's what's happening. And then what this leads to is, it's all about 
the charisma of the actors. So it's either you just love YA stuff and you want to see it all again, or you like these actors. So I'm thinking that this is a gener early generation, or I should say late generation Y, late millennials, or younger millennials, to generation Z kind of thing, where maybe they're identifying with them or looking up to them, and maybe they're in love with some of them. Like, that's the kind of thing. It's you think millennials would want to watch this? Younger, maybe. Okay. At the very younger age, and again, going into Generation Z. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they read the books. Now, with that said, look, Amanda Stenberg, everybody knows, that's a cute girl. Everybody knows this. That's what you're playing on. So you have her. You have all these other cute little people in there. Okay. They throw in like this kind of love story where she meets this one guy and he's kind of in love with her, but can she touch him even? Think rogue. Oh boy. That kind of stuff. Okay, so they, they get some jokes out of that. And then they of course have one of the one of the geeky kids, the one from the get down. And he has nice little jokes to say. I mean, it's that kind of thing. So, I mean, that was cute. But outside of that, everybody, if you are um, probably above, I'll just be generous to say above the age of 21, I don't know that you're going to get much out of this. Mm. Uh, it really is a teenage movie. And I think for that audience, it really doesn't matter what the plot points are. It's more about, do we have cute people in front of us so we can have a cute time with our friends? On that score, they definitely hit the nail on the head. Oh boy, yikes, yikes, yikes. Well, The Darkest Minds is probably in every single theater, especially in the summer. Uh, give the teens a little something to, to and I, let's just, I, I'm gonna even stretch it on down because this is PG-13. We can stretch that on down to even, um, 12. Yeah. You know, we'll probably can go down to 12, it seems like. And it's open, <clears throat> excuse me, it's open August 3rd mm -hmm. everywhere. You may even catch it Thursday night. You know, this is the last hurrah before school starts. So, hey, why yeah. not check it out in the theaters? But parents, I think the critic is warning you, maybe <laughs> you should sit this one out. 